I'm not going to lie to you. I, w- I wasn't going to do this episode. I really wasn't. I made the mistake of watching the Lakers Celtics game uh, with all hopes and aspirations that we were going to, you know, kill the rivalry noise and get a W. But we lost by, I think, what was 32 and one of our worst losses of the fucking season so far. And it just it messed my whole mood up. You know, it messed my whole chi up. But the show must go on, people. Show must go on because, you know, I don't talk much sports on here. So fuck that game. You know, pardon my français. But we do got some good news in the midst of the Lakers losing as bad as they did. Some great news, actually. I should have covered this, you know, when the trailer dropped a few days ago. I think it dropped last week, if I'm not mistaken. The Shy, people. The Shy Season 3 is dropping. The season premiere comes uh, July 5th. And I'm excited. I'm super, super, super excited. The Shy is probably, um, I think I've got about six or six shows that I watch on TV that I really keep up with, you know, as far as the story, the characters that I can actually vouch for and say it's must see TV for me. The Shy is probably top three. You know, I got The Walking Dead, um, Atlanta, and the shy those are probably top three the shy though is top three definitely not only is it just you know it's black tv it's like you know it's, it's in the wake of the black uh the, the black renaissance for film and television and just acting and producing and directing and all that good stuff but it's just got so much you know it's more than just the grit and the violence of you know Chicago it's got a lot of heart to it man it's got a lot of characters that you that you uh you know you you grow to really care about these characters you want to know what's going to happen to them you want to know how the plot's going to advance around them you want to know what the plot twists are going to be involving these characters it's it's just an awesome show man like the creator Lena Waithe shout out to Lena Waithe man because she she's doing a hell of a job um you know uh, being you know behind the curtain uh, as, as far as the show goes man because it's so well put together and the stories are so good the episodes are so good every there isn't one episode that i think i watched and i just wasn't satisfied every episode is just it's so grounded man it's just, it's just so well executed it's, it's well written is is damn sure well acted commons a producer on it and those two uh you know pulling the strings of a lot of things that have to do with the show that's a powerhouse move right there you know i i, I didn't know who uh, lena waith was but i knew i knew common was producing this show and when i got the news of that before season one dropped i was kind of intrigued by it so when i saw the trailer i was like i could probably get into this but then i started watching uh lena waith's uh interviews where she was talking about it and she is definitely for the culture, man. Both her and Common are for the culture. So shout out to both of them. Um, I don't really want to. I, I I don't want to spend too much time breaking down uh, season one and season two. But let me just say they're both thorough as shit. Season one opened up with a bang. Season two definitely got you back invested into the story and invested into the characters. Introduced some more characters. Um, what I want to do really, really, really quick, as quick as I can, is just break down the cast so far. Not everybody, but just the people that, you know, that you get to groom yourself around and uh, get accustomed to as far as the first two seasons go. I, and for me, the main player of season one and season two for me was Jason Mitchell. He plays Brandon and he he's the heart and soul of the show. And um, 
his brother Kugi gets killed in the first episode and he's played by what is this kid's name his name is Joaquin Guillory and I actually mentioned his name in my um in my Street Fighter episode I said I think I would I said I think I would cast him as Vega or something like that but yeah um Kugi's in one episode he's in a couple flashback scenes and uh stuff like that you know as a ghost Jacob Lattimore is in it I think he's some type of relation to Kenny Lattimore, if I'm not mistaken. I got to check that Breakfast Club interview. He's also a good portion of uh, the heart and soul of the show. Um, he plays a character named Emmett, who's kind of a, you know, he's he's a ladies man. He's got a, you know, baby mama drama, but he gets a kid pinned on him. That actually turns out being his kid, but that actually helps with his growth. And um, in season two, him and uh, Brandon actually be, end up being business partners and end up being friends on the food truck and stuff like that. It's a good dynamic between those two. Now, this next character, this actor, you know, y'all know how I am with some of these names, so bear with me. Um, Natare Guma Mbaho Nini. And please forgive me if I said that wrong. I'm pretty sure that shit was all wrong. Um, sounds like I was doing a remix of the Heart of Dumbala chant from Child's Play, but he plays Ronnie, who is a character. I feel like he's getting the Negan treatment because, you know, he did something uh, really, really really wrong and you know he he suffered the consequences for it and you know i feel like he's get he's he is kind of getting his shot at redemption you know his second chance at life stuff like that um there's three main kids in this uh in, in this series alex r hibbert who plays kevin he is one of the main he's actually the face of you know the, he's on all the posters for the shy season one Michael Epps plays one of his best friends, Jake. Shaman Brown play Shaman Brown Jr. Sorry, plays Papa. Now these three kids, um, they're actually pretty thorough, man. Like these these kids are, you know, they're like preteens or like early teenagers. But the, the these three young boys, man, I, I gotta say the way that they handle these kids is very mature. You know, they're kids, but there's a scene that I was really impressed with where. Kevin and Jake, you know, Jake is the one that's kind of, a, um, you know, he, he's trying to follow in his little brother's or in his big brother's footsteps. His big brother is played by Barton Fitzpatrick. His name is Reg and he's a, um, he's a like a gang leader, the 60th Street mob or something like that. And Jake is, you know, he's trying to follow in his brother's footsteps. He wants to be a goon and all that good shit. But there's a scene where him and Kevin are kind of at odds and Papa pulls out the boxing gloves. Like, listen, y'all gonna have to scrap it out if y'all can't talk it. This is how we gonna solve the problem. And, you know, in a lot of TV shows or even in real life, you wouldn't you wouldn't get an outcome like that because there's a lot of young boys that's their age and, you know, a little older, maybe even younger. That's or, I mean, I wouldn't say younger, but their age and, you know, uh, in an older, little older age bracket that's shooting and killing each other out here. But to see the kids, to see a scene that was written where the kids use the gloves and, you know, they start laughing while they're beating the hell out of each other with the boxing gloves and they squash it. That was a really good um, heartfelt scene. And you 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 get a, a lot of scenes like that, not necessarily um, that same context, but the, the, you know, the undertones of it that, you know, things don't always have to pan out the way we think they are amongst black people and amongst young black men and young kids and stuff like that. So it's like that just goes to show uh, how good the writing is, how good the execution is. You got Yolanda Ross, who plays Jada. She is um the character of Emmett. She is his mother. And, you know, she's trying to teach her young son to be a man, whether it's tough love or otherwise. But um. 
she's a pretty well-rounded uh woman you know she's she's kind of kind of lonely she's a single mother working you know trying to provide but she can't she can only do but so much for her son who wants to be an adult and is doing adult things um you have tyler amber crumby if i'm saying that name right she plays nina that is the character of kevin and keisha played by burgundy baker that's their mother you know um She's in a same-sex relationship that the kids seem to be, uh, you know, they don't seem to have a problem with it. Um, and that story, I feel like, is going to progress later on in season three. Um, you got Tiffany Boone, who plays Jerrica. She is the girlfriend of Jason Mitchell's character, Brandon. She is kind of the bougie uh, character who tries to kind of cover up the fact that you know, her boyfriend wants to live out his dream, but she wants him to, in front of other people, like in a public eye, she kind of wants him to be somebody he's not. I don't really agree with that. You know, a lot of people say that, well, you know, she she's trying to whip him into shape and do this and that. And I, I'm kind of that person that's like, you got to stick by your man no matter what and, you know, not act funny towards him and throw any shade and this, that, and the other. You got Armando Riesco playing Detective Cruz. He's got this twisted, um, not twisted person, uh, per se but um he's got somewhat of a backstory and um he is a, he he's almost like a tormented character as far as a cop's character goes and uh he he's he's actually trying to do the right thing you know he he wants to give people chance after chance after chance but um it's a fine line between that and having to do his job you know his his leniency only goes but so far um and that that plays a good part in um in his you know in his character development like i said barton fitzpatrick plays reg who's jake's older brother he is the guy that's kind of biting off more than he can chew um he gets some type of you know he gets a uh, an unexpected turn of events happen to him in season two that i'll talk about as i get into the trailer you know kind of trailer breakdown of season three but um reg is a guy you know he he doesn't understand like my man big daddy kane said he said you're just a man sitting next to the man sitting next to the man sitting next to the man you know reg wants to be the man so bad but you have to answer to somebody who has to answer to somebody you know you can't be the guy that you're you're trying to be you can to a certain extent because he's got his own crew but that shit definitely comes at a cost and crazy thing is one of the people that he had to answer to in season one if i'm not mistaken was stephen williams now all my horror buffs out there such as myself know stephen williams played creighton duke in jason goes to hell shitty movie but he was a g in that movie also but um he plays quentin and quentin is a guy who has you know he has some type of tie into the kid jason who gets killed in the beginning of season one um and there's a guy that's that's kind of like his um you know the person that is next up after him who is played by curtis cook and his name is otis perry and his name on the street is duda now this is the guy that reg has to answer to in season two duda is the guy pulling all the strings if he wants to snatch a corner from you he's going to do it if he wants to put you back on the street selling weed and take away your bricks he's going to do that if he wants to shut down your trap house get you killed he can pull these strings man and him and the character brandon um you know, he's got Brandon like kind of like a, a a worm on a hook type of thing. He's kind of using him as bait. And um, I really want to see how that plays out in season three, because they definitely left it open as far as the dynamic between Duda and Brandon goes. 
Ty Davis, uh, she plays Tracy, who was the the kid that gets killed in the beginning of The Shy season one, Jason. Uh, Ty Davis, Tracy, plays uh, his mother, and she's actually the love interest of Ronnie also, but she's kind of, she kind of wants Ronnie to get his shit together. She keeps giving him chance after chance, but, you know, he keeps fucking it up, so she's just, she's just a mother, she's damaged, you know, she, she isn't quite fully healed over the death of her son she's trying but she has her ups and downs as the as the show goes on as episodes go on michael island plays big mike that's uh reg is second in command um and he's basically the muscle you know he's the muscle and you know he he's he's a breadwinner so there's a scene where he gets locked up by um detective toussaint played by crystal dickinson and toussaint is definitely a hard ass and she comes right on the scene she wants to shut shit down she wants to punch people in the face shut shit down and take names after that she is just ready to shut down the whole operation the 60th street mob all that stuff but um there's a scene where she arrests big mike because she knows that's reg's lieutenant so you can tell she's not playing games with anybody either and she also gives detective cruz a hard time she's a pain in the ass for him but i think eventually they'll find hopefully they find uh some time to you know reconcile their differences and work together um Hannah Hall plays, uh, she plays Tiff, who is one of Emmett's three baby mamas, but she is the one that we see, not necessarily a regular, but she's the one we see the most, and she is the one that had his most recent son, and at the end of season two, we find out she's pregnant, and you don't really know if her and Emmett are going to get back together, they're off and on, and they have this dysfunctional relationship and stuff like that, but you can tell they kind of still care about each other, they just... You know, they hate each other one second, they love each other the next. LaDonna Tittle plays Miss Ethel, who is Ronnie's grandmother, and she is tough as nails. She say what she want, she do what she want, she keeps a shotgun. I mean, it's not loaded, but still, she put a shotgun in Detective Cruz's face when he uh, tried to bum rush inside her crib. Uh, Miss Ethel don't take no shit, and there was, she had one of the most uncomfortable scenes in the entire series where she gets there's a home invasion and she gets the shit beat out of her but she like i said she's tough as nails and she ends up making it and she's still kicking cedric young plays sunny uh he he owns his own restaurant sunny's chicken pit and emmett works there he's kind of like the kind of like the surrogate father figure to emmett he you know he wants him to stay on track get his shit together but he doesn't really pull no punches with emmett he tells him you know straight up he tells him exactly how it is he you know he don't sugarcoat anything for him um, that's basically, that's basically the main players you got for, uh, the first two seasons of The Shy. If I left anybody out, uh, you know, sorry if I left anybody out, uh, that the listeners know of, but for the most part, the main players are the people I just named. Now, season three, we got newcomers, uh, we got Lala Anthony coming, we got Little Rel, which I'm, I mean, Lala's cool, it's good to see her in anything, basically, but, um, Especially after they killed her off in power, that was dirty. But I'm I want to see what type of role they give her in 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 the show. Like, will she be, you know, will she be tough? Will she be, you know, all soft spoken and stuff like that? We got little Rel, and I'm not really the biggest little Rel fan. I mean, I liked him in Uncle Drew; he was okay. But I'm not the biggest little Rel fan. We'll see what they do with him. Um, you got Luke James, and if anybody doesn't know him, he played Johnny Gill in the New Edition story, which I still have yet to finish. But he's in it also. Candy Burris from Escape. I'm pretty sure her last name is Burris. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, Candy Burris from Escape is also in it. Um, but as far as the trailer, y'all, 
I don't even think I'm ready for the shy season three, man. I'm going to be real because like I said, this is one of my favorite shows ever. But this trailer, man, it's some things I want to talk about that I saw in this trailer that that's that's really getting to me. It's really getting to me. And I, I, I just don't know where they're going to go, like what direction they're going to go in. Because while like, you know, I can break a trailer down 200 times if I want to and 200 more times over. But there are still things that I've I've gotten wrong when I broke trailers down. You know, there are twists and turns all over because at the end of the day, I'm not the showrunner. I'm not the writer, the producer, whatever. They can do whatever they want and they can manipulate a trailer edit um, in, a, in such a way where they can like mix scenes together to make it look like it's something that it's not. And people can be completely wrong. Um, I Like I said, in my case, I've done that plenty of times. I've been proven wrong a lot of times. Um, with movies and TV shows, but that's the downfall of being a, a you know, a, a cinema and TV geek such as myself. But one of the things that first, one of the first things I want to talk about, Kevin, my young boy Kevin. They got a lot. The trailer starts off with Kevin. There is a lot of Kevin in this trailer throughout, and he's in the you know he's in the forefront now. So I I really want to see his growth, like. I want to see how Kevin grows as a character because, you know, season one, he saw uh, Ronnie shoot Coogie, you know, he actually shot Ronnie by mistake, um, you know, when after Brandon uh, whooped Ronnie's ass and like Kevin's been through a lot of shit therapy and you know stuff with uh his you know his his dad passed away there's a lot of shit low key that he was dealing with and i like the scene where brandon was cutting his hair and he just broke down crying and brandon didn't even budge he just finished cutting his hair i feel like he needed that outlet and i feel like that was good for his for his uh for his character arc but i i definitely want to see his growth i know that's definitely coming for sure i just i'm curious to know how much of of it we're going to see on screen um, I also noticed that not only is he now working for Otis Perry at the pizza shop, but uh, so is Jake and Papa. So all three of these guys are working for Otis Perry, which we already know that is not good. It's not good. Now, that is also as far as Kevin goes, it's a nod to season two where, you know, after the food fight and after picture, they took pictures, class pictures. Um, Kevin walks up to get a slice of pizza and Duda is standing there. Otis Perry and he's like looking good young brother and uh, you know Kevin's just kind of like thanks and he walks off and then Otis Perry just smiles at him and just keeps it moving now that is a good little foreshadow note that they did but we all know these three kids working for uh, Otis Perry is going to lead to something else I already know it I don't know if they'll be trafficking drugs for him I don't know if they'll be running little errands for him for a little extra cash I don't know but I know it's definitely not good and it's going to be some shit that's going to come out of there not that's not going to be good you know there's a scene in the trailer where somebody comes in you know a couple people come into the pizza shop and Kevin punches one of these dudes in the face like steals him right in the face and I'm just like well what did he say to him you know to make him to make Kevin do that Kevin might be a little unleashed uh this season and I'm all for it because you know he was the face of the the, the all the posters and shit for the first season so I'm all for everything coming full circle for his character also, it looks like Kevin's got a girlfriend in this one. He's, you know, it's a girl that he's smooching up on. He might be a little smooth operator. I know things didn't really work out with him and um, 
I don't remember that first girl's name, but her cousin, Maisha, you know, he ended up, he ended up crushing on her, but you know, she overheard him talking shit about her saying he felt sorry for her. And you know, she, she wasn't having that. So I just want to know like how much of Kevin we're going to see. I'm pretty sure we'll see a lot because like I said, they're showcasing a lot of him in the trailer. So I don't think they're doing that for no reason. Jake, like I said, who also works for Otis Perry, that's a nice nod also to season two where dude, I was talking to Reg and he's like, you know, I'm all for having your brother come in and you know, he can help out the company and this, that, and the other. I think that's because dude, I knew he wanted to get rid of Reg and he wanted Jake to be okay in the long run because at the end of the day, Jake didn't do anything. He doesn't know any better than to follow in his brother's footsteps. So you know, I I just I'm hoping Jake is okay this season. I thought he was actually going to die in season one. Then season two came around. I'm like, okay, you know, he skated the devil. He's going to die this season, but no, he's still around. He's very much around. And then that brings me to my question: Where's his? Where's Reg? Like, uh, because honestly, for me, I'm gonna tell y'all straight up. Uh, Reg got hit the fuck up at the end of season two. You know, it was a chick on a motorcycle hit him up, and Big Mike uh, shot back. You know, he clapped back and then he picked up Reg and ran off with him. I didn't see a body. Everybody that's died in this show, we've seen a body, but we didn't see Reg's dead cold body. So I'm not ruling out the fact that he is still alive. But if he's not or if he's missing or something, what is Jake going to do? You know, what? how does Jake respond to that situation is what I want to know. Um, I still think Big Mike saved him because Big Mike, that's his payday. He boss. He's not going to let his boss man die like that. And. Another thing as far as Jake, I want to know, is, is he is he going to turn his life around, his mindset, is he, or is he still going to want to be a goon? And if so, is that going to have a really bad payoff for him? Are, are we going to see Jake die this season? I I, I don't know. I, I can't really, I can't say because I've been wrong for two seasons now. Um, Papa, who also works with Otis Perry, like I said, there's a scene, there are a couple scenes with him and Maisha in there. And it's like, whoa, Papa, like, are you, are you moving in on... Kevin's old I mean it's not his old girl but it's like what's what's going on with that I really want to know and it'd be funny to see that play out because like I said they handle the kids dialogue sometimes in a way where you forget that they're kids talking you know these are kids but they the dialogue is so mature during some scenes um for example in season two there's a scene where Kevin and uh, Jake are smoking a L on the rooftop while Papa's eating pizza and you know he's talking about when he Jake's talking or Kevin sorry is talking about um, how his dad didn't look the same. And, you know, he was looking at his dad in the casket and he said, you know, I was looking at him, but he wasn't really there, you know? And he's like, he didn't look the same. And Jake's like, they never do. And you forget that, like, these are kids talking. I mean, you don't really forget because you see them on screen, but the dialogue is handled so well amongst these kids. But Papa and Maisha, it'll be funny to see them because they're always giving each other a hard time talking shit about each other. So to see that play out, that'd be funny. Um, another thing in the trailer that I noticed was Ronnie getting baptized. Now, Ronnie is really getting handled like Negan because, you know, people that watch The Walking Dead, Negan killed Glenn and Abraham, but he kind of redeemed himself by saving Rick's daughter and all this other shit. You know, he's planting shit in the garden now. He, he's he's having his redemption moment, his moment of forgiveness. Now, this, Ronnie is definitely getting the Negan treatment because he not only did he get out of jail, and, you know, he's doing like shit at the community center uh, with Common. Uh, Common actually plays a character named Brother Rafiq. And, you know, he's he's having these lectures uh, from Common about, um, 
you know how how you gotta you gotta move on and you you gotta like uh reinvent yourself or whatever the speech is commons giving him ronnie definitely is getting his moments of redemption so i want to know will he be forgiven you know how many people in the you know do you have people in the town who spit in his face who look at him funny when he's on the street or in a public or not a public place but in a you know like an establishment or something like that and they're just looking at him because they know he killed this this little kid coogie johnson so I'm ready to see if Ronnie will like what his turnaround moment will be in the series. And also, I want to see if, you know, if he can reconcile things with with um, with Jada, with Jada and uh, um, Jesus Christ, man, I can't remember these characters names to save my fucking life with Jada and uh, la, 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 Tracy. That's her name. Jada and Tracy, will he be able to reconcile? And who will he try to end up back with? I think Ronnie just needs to be by himself. I really do, man. I, I um after the baptism, just just leave well enough alone, brother, and just start restart your life. Hit the reset button. Um, another another scene that that kind of has me concerned. There's a wedding and a funeral. The wedding, of course, you see it in the trailer. It is um what is his name? Kevin's mother is getting married. I'm assuming to the the post woman who was, uh, you know, the mom's girlfriend in, in season one and season two. Now, I noticed something about the wedding scene, the same outfit that Kevin has on. He has on while he's staring into a hearse at a black casket. And I'm wondering which comes first, the wedding or the funeral? Because he's got the same outfit on, and they don't show the funeral; they just show this shot of Kevin staring into the cat, a scared staring into the hearse at this black casket. And then you hear Emmett talking to him, and Emmett says, "I can't take his place, but that doesn't mean I'm not still going to be. Uh, that mean that doesn't mean I'm not still going to have your back." And you see them shake hands, and Emmett's kind of you know he's uh, dressed casually too, like he was going to a funeral. So. Let's be real, y'all. We know who's in that casket. I'm pretty sure I know who's in that casket. It's Brandon. They're going to kill Brandon's character in this because, little backstory, I don't want to get too much into it. Uh, people, you can watch the Breakfast Club interviews with Jason Mitchell and then watch the following one with uh, Lena Waithe. But there was some type of altercation on set. Uh, it's something that had to do with, I think, one of the producers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, please don't quote me on this. I'm loosely going off of what I remember hearing and um the interviews i remember watching there was an altercation and jason mitchell was involved and one of the producers and tiffany boone was involved in something going on people automatically i guess assume that it was sexual harassment i don't know what it was but um you know calls were made um things happened and jason mitchell was fired from the shy so when they started shooting season three he was he was not involved so you know, Leanna Waithe actually said there was an article I read where, you know, she said something about, you know, she was like, we'll kill your character off and it'll be a great season finale. But he actually was in the season finale. So I'm assuming that is Brandon in that casket and they're going to kill his character off. Now, personally, for me, um, Brandon is Jason Mitchell's character was the heart and soul of the show. Now, the show will go on without him, no doubt, but. That is a huge void to fill. Um, his character was inspiring. 
His character was motivated. His character was soulful. His character had the most heart. And he definitely was in the forefront. You know, he was one of the main players. He is he was the main character for me, even though uh, Kevin's face was posterizing everything. Jason Mitchell was the it guy for this show. For me personally, he was my, uh, probably one of my favorite characters. So the show would definitely take a major hit without him. But like I said, of course, it's going to go on. I just I'm wondering if that is him in that casket, his character. Um, how soon are we going to see that? Are we going to see that in episode one? Uh, I wouldn't really be surprised if the first episode is Kevin's or the first two episodes are like Kevin's birthday and, you know, um, his mom get married and there's a wedding and a funeral. I, I, I don't know. I just know it's going to be an emotional time for me, man, for, for certain, because I hate seeing my favorite characters go man under any circumstances and uh, i mean under these circumstances is pretty fucked up but i understand it was a business uh decision and stuff like that things happen man but you know i would love to be proven wrong i would love for it to be like a uh you know a hoax a publicity stunt or something like that man i would love it um emmett tiff and ej there's a shot of emmett holton ej his son and he's giving tiff a kiss now we remember at the end of season two Emmett had got a little uh, basement apartment and, you know, he was pitching Tiff off with some money even, you know, and he found out she was pregnant and everything. But Emmett is having the best character development um, out of a lot of these characters because you can graduate, you can literally see him becoming a man. You know, he went from just giving a fuck about sneakers and getting pussy um, to working his way up to manager to breaking his pockets to provide for his baby mothers to accepting his role as EJ's father to you know you you can see the steps that he's making to gradually become this better character to become this man and I love that about Jacob Lattimore's character Emmett man to see him and because I'm a father so it's like to see his growth man like it's it's amazing for his character so I really I hope nothing happens to him I'm, I'm also wondering if if they don't push Kevin into the forefront as much because he's a younger character will they push Emmett into the forefront um even more because he's a lot older and because the character Brandon is gone I'm I'm really anxious to see that and I'm really anxious to see what type of family dynamic the three of them have you know um Emmett Tiff and EJ I, I really want to know how that's going to go and I, I definitely feel like that'll play a big part because in season two he was staying with his dad when his mom kicked him out so he got he definitely got a glimpse of who he didn't want to be and who he did want to be at the same time because you know there's a line that he says to his dad He's like, I'm mad that my mother got the ain't shit ass nigga and they got father of the year, you know, talking about his other baby moms and his other kids and shit like that. So Emmett is definitely growing as a character, man. He's so well written and he's so getting so well rounded as the story goes along. So I hope good things, good things come for Emmett, man. I really do. He's one of the best characters on that show. One of the, one of the best other than Brandon and, um, I think Kevin will get there too, man. Kevin will get there for me. He just he's got a lot more growing to do. It's because he's a I guess because he's a younger character, I have to see a lot more of him and a lot more from him. Uh of course there's death still going on in the city. You see there's like all these scenes where there are police uh 
blocking off the area with caution tape. You know, those are murders and shit like that. I'm pretty sure if, if Brandon gets killed, one of those are going to be, um, one of those scenes are going to be his deaths, his, uh, you know, his crime scene and all that type of stuff. And there's a shot where Ronnie is actually standing near a crime scene. So I'm wondering if he, if that's going to be Brandon's death scene and Ronnie's right there because they've exchanged, oh, I think two different occasions they've run into each other since he's killed or three different occasions they've run into each other since he's killed Coogie and they've had some words before um once when they fought and uh Kevin accidentally shot Ronnie another time at the the cookout I think that episode was called today was a good day where they were at the cookout Ronnie and Brandon exchanged some words then another time where Ronnie was doing some work outside and him and Brandon had a heartfelt moment and you know it it was kind of like a moment of forgiveness kind of but not really but I, it was understood basically the di- uh, you know the the dialogue between those two but they're missing people also you see the, they're having candlelight vigils and they're doing speeches out in the streets because there's a character a, a young girl that's been missing in the story i don't know who this girl is i can't tell from the pictures and all that type of stuff um i i don't see from what i saw i can watch the trailer again i didn't see detective Cruz or toussaint i want to know what's going on with them are they going to continue you know their investigation uh for duda like what's going on you know that last episode of scorpion and the frog set up a whole lot for the character brandon so i want to know how they tweak this how they tweak the script this time around and what they're going to do to take down duda and the uh the gang organization in 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 the area um, I would love to see the, those two go back and forth at it again. I'm I'm sure they'll bring in new actors and actresses as um, cops and detectives and stuff. But I I need consistency. So and I need the story to progress. So I need those those two characters back. Um, Jada and Tracy have new love interests in in the story. So apparently they both moved on from Ronnie's ass. So I you know I guess his baptism didn't mean shit because they both look like they. They found some type of love somewhere. You know, they found love in a hopeless place and all that good stuff. That's small change, though. I, you know, I don't know who the characters are that they're they're seen kissing in the trailer. Lena Waithe has a cameo, you know, in, in it, which was a nice touch because she is the creator. So, um, of course, she had to put herself in there. She had to gloat a little bit. She had to show off and shit like that. So with Lena Waithe having a cameo, I'm wondering, will Common come back as brother Rafiq? That'd be a nice touch because I feel like he should be at um he should be at Ronnie's baptism. That that'll be dope. Um, another thing I'm I keep going back to the character of Brandon because I have to because he's such a he's such a role player in the show and in the story. I need to know what's going to happen with like if what does his death mean for Jerrica Greeby for his mother? Are they bringing those characters back? You know, are, are are they coming back? And if so, how do, how are they going to handle them? Are they not coming back? Are they, you know, I, I need these are there's a lot circulating around Jason Mitchell's character not being here anymore. It means a lot for a lot of different characters. So that's going to be a true test of how how tricky and how good the writing can actually be for the story and kudos to them if they make it work i definitely give the credit where it's due i'm i'm just scared like i'm just nervous for what this what this season is about to bring man like i said i am in no way ready for what's about to happen man the shy is definitely definitely season three man is 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 gonna be major and i cannot wait i cannot wait but I'm not ready. I'm not, man. I'm I'm not because I I'm I'm one of those people people. I once I get invested into a show, 
That's my shit. Like, I care about what happens to these characters. Like I said, The Shy, The Walking Dead, Atlanta, Snowfall, Power's going off. Uh, uh, like, you know, Ballers, there there's certain shows that have my heart, man. And The Shy is definitely one of them because it's, it's black TV. Like I said, we're in the renaissance where black shows is, is, is making a strong comeback. You know, and, and I like, and this is no diss to anybody, but it's like, I just got to keep it a bean like I always do. I like black shows that got black hands in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we got control of our shit, though, that's when the show, the integrity of a show can come out and it can it can stand strong. You know, we don't have to have any, uh, we can break down barriers. We don't have to have too many restraints on shit that we can and cannot say. You know, the tones we can and cannot have, the messages, all that type of stuff. I'm all for that, man. So, again, shout out to Common, shout out to Lena Waithe for even having anything to do with this show coming to light man because it's one of the best shows on tv can't wait for a season three man um as i wrap this up i didn't want it to go on too long it actually went on a little longer than i had planned but yeah man i i just re- july 5th is gonna be a really like i think my i need to have i don't need to drink any coffee that day i just need to have some type of suppressant or something i'll probably have me like a nice a nice stiff drink when I watched the shot that that uh, season premiere because it's going to be heavy, man. And then once that's once that episode's over, I already know I'm I'm gonna be fiending. I'm definitely gonna be fiending. I'm gonna want to know what's gonna happen. I'm I, it's no doubt in my mind that they're gonna open with a bang. They know what's riding on this uh this season. They know that the fans want more. They know that the fans are demanding it. So I'm almost certain they're gonna bring it. But people. Y'all can catch this podcast the same place. Y'all always catch this podcast. I'm uh, listen. Let me just say this one more time. When this shit premieres on July 5th, I'm going to lose my mind. Like I really I may just do commentary for it. I really may do co- you know what? I just gave myself an idea. I may do commentary for the shy July 5th when it drops. I really might I have enough time to prepare. I have enough time to, you know, to save up for a therapy bill in case I need it. All that good shit. I think I'll be ready. No, I'm not. I'm lying to myself. And while I am going to continue lying to myself, I want y'all to catch the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public. Follow me. Facebook, Instagram, Romero Tudor, follow the Facebook group, the Cinemaniacs. Shout out to the fans, the listeners, the Tudor reviewers. Still shooting for that 300. I'm gonna get there. Actually, I'm I'm I, I hope to get there because every time I'm from here on out, when I put these episodes out, I'm just gonna tag whoever's involved. Like I'm gonna tag whatever directors I mentioned, writers, actors, actresses, whatever. Um hopefully they find it and tune into it. Lena Wave, man, get at me. Get at me, yo. I I write. I write short stories, scripts, all that shit. I'll act. You know, you can put me as an extra in uh, the Shy Season 4. I'm with it. Whatever you need, let me know. Common, you too, man. Hit me up. Get at me. I mean, I, you know, I used I used to write music and all that stuff. I'll dabble back into it if you if you know if you jump on it. But other than that, I'm I'm with the film, man. I'm with it. I'm with the film. I'll act, I'll write, whatever. I'll produce whatever y'all need. Get at me, put me on deck, put me with the team. But uh Shout out to the listeners, man. I'm I'm still shooting for the 300, like I said. And every listen y'all give me, 
gets me closer and closer and closer to a new milestone, to a new mark, man. I definitely appreciate y'all. appreciate the love. appreciate the support. Another episode of Two to Reviews in the Can, people. I'll catch y'all on the next one.